We're checking in this morning with 35th District State Representative uh, Andrew Fink. Uh, does that sound feel a little different? Uh, being uh, two years, you were the 58th District State Representative. It is a little different, Ken. Uh, but you know, the district's almost exactly the same, plus the city of Hudson. So I have both uh, you know change and familiarity here as we start the new term. But a new office, you said, right? Yeah, so the offices in the House Office Building are just sequential. So if you're the first district uh, representative, you're going to replace the, the last person in the first district uh, in, in terms of where your office is. So the 110th district is up on the 14th floor, and the first district is on the 5th floor, and everything fills in from there. So I went from the ninth floor uh, right in the middle of the, of the bridge. The, the House Office Building is two towers, and there's a bridge between them. My office was on the bridge on the ninth floor, and now I'm on the seventh floor all the way at the end. Okay, so not as far to walk if, if you don't take the elevator, right? Yeah, well, there's actually there's an elevator right outside the office, it's, uh, but the stairs are also there. So, <laughs> it's, you know, you, you can make the choice to be healthy. All right, so this is a brand new look, obviously, with, uh, with Democrats taking over the House and Senate uh, after the uh, November elections. First week or so here, I know there hadn't been much done for you guys other than swearing in ceremonies and picking committees and those kinds of stuff. What, what, what's what been the feel in, in Lansing? Well, uh, you know, those things are important. The, uh, the, the, the committee assignments, I will tell you that the, the Democrats uh, who are in charge now for the first time in 12 years uh, did not give the same weight to the recommendations of the minority here, or the Republicans, the, my caucus, uh, in the committee assignments that um, you might have expected, and uh, and so the, those assignments are quite different from from how we thought our members uh, could be maximized for their citizens. Um, but I guess political games have kind of already started a little bit. So in my case, you know, my caucus had recommended that I be the vice chair of appropriations, and evidently uh, the majority thought that I was too conservative uh, or too tough a negotiator, and instead uh, appointed me the vice chair of judiciary. But there will be a lot of important work there, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. Well, you're a lawyer, so I, maybe did they, did they see that as the uh, the, the better fit? It may be that they they, uh, they thought that that was the most natural fit. I think you could be yeah you could be forgiven for thinking that. I've done a lot of work that actually went through the judiciary committee before, and I'm a former member of the state bar board of commissioners uh, appointed by the Supreme Court. So I, I have additional familiarity to the inner operations of how the, the law impacts the practice of law. Uh, but, you know, that's a committee that's going to face a lot of, uh, of important issues. Uh, you know, there's already a, a repeal of the 1931 abortion law that's been introduced. That's going to judiciary. An expansion of the Elliott Larson Civil Rights Act, that's going to judiciary. I expect firearms issues will be there. So it will be a very important committee, no doubt. What other committees did you land on then for this term? I'm also on appropriations and one of the appropriations subcommittees that for joint capital outlay. Uh, and I'm on tax. Uh, which is a new one for me. That's, that'll be interesting. All right. So as you kind of laid out your plan now for the next uh, couple of months, what's on, on your agenda as the 35th District State Representative? That's a great question. You know, some of the things that I worked on in the last term, I do think um, I can work on, even even though the Republicans are not in majority, because not every issue uh, is, is strictly partisan. And so in those cases, you know, it's in, in cases where the breakdown tends to be more partisan, I might be more on defense. But... Uh, the housing issue that you and I talked about a little bit, I think, Ken, and maybe a couple of times, that's an issue that I think impacts districts across the state, probably especially those that have, you know, medium to, to less than median incomes. Uh, and those districts are both, you know, rural districts that favor Republicans and urban districts that favor Democrats, um, and some of the competitive districts, places like Downriver Detroit. 
Uh, and so I think that there's a lot of there are a lot of, of members of my chamber whose people would like to have you know what I refer to as abundant housing um, and options uh, for all income levels that just aren't present in most places in our state right now due to the uh, the age of our housing infrastructure. And so there are some things that that have been tried before that I'd like to maybe get away from and just try to open up the construction market so that people who want to build houses for Michigan families can find success in doing that. State Representative Andrew Fink on the line with us. Governor's State of the State message. What's that going to look like, do you think, now that uh, that it is uh, Democrats in charge of both the, the governorship and also the House and Senate? Well, I guess I'll tell you what, what it could look like and, uh, and what I hope it doesn't look like. I mean, what I hope doesn't happen is that it's a, a major victory lap uh, where primarily partisan issues are, are laid out. Uh, because that would suggest that the kind of the, the grumbling that the governor thinks she's also the Speaker of the House and the Senate Majority Leader, you know, that would kind of be borne out if she seems to be sort of handing down a complete agenda uh, that isn't one uh, like the, the issue I just spoke about, housing, where uh, there are folks across the state in every part of the state, every kind of type of community uh, that are feeling a, a similar pressure. If she focuses on issues like that, then, you know, we might, we might hear some things that, that would be more productive. But when the legislative majorities are as slim as they are, you know, I don't think that the most partisan issues are really the direction that, that she should go uh, because I, I don't think she'll be able to deliver on it all if she, if she goes that direction. I mean, that's, this is sort of me giving uh, uh, somebody who's, who's never talked to me political advice, but, you know, if you focus on things that only half the people are interested in and then you can't even get those done, you've really come out with nothing. With the Republicans in the minority now, does the caucus view themselves as the obstructionists? Well, I don't look at it that way. I don't think my caucus wants to be obstructionists, but we do want to defend the positive uh, changes that have been made in our state over the last, you know, 12 years. You know, we're a border community. The, the Mackinac Center did a really interesting study recently uh, comparing border communities and right-to-work states and those, without, uh, those in non-right-to-work states, and the difference is meaningful. You know, if you're a businessman and Michigan repeals right to work and Ohio doesn't have right to work, but Indiana does, you're, you're more likely to think I can, uh, I can ensure stable employment relations here in Indiana than I can in Michigan or Ohio. And so I think that the path to high-paying jobs is not to restrict worker freedom, but instead to, to take other steps that make us more like the states that we're trying to compete with not just Indiana and Ohio on our border here in, in Hillsdale County, Branch County, and Lenawee County, but, you know, we have manufacturing that is moving to Utah, and we have manufacturing that's moving to Texas and Tennessee and even Alabama, and those places uh, have more free market-oriented policies than we do, and that's why the capital kind of wants to land there. So I think defending wins like that are, are – I wouldn't put it as obstructionist so much as just kind of testifying about the impact that we've been able to have and the desire not to go backward in a state that's been shrinking for 40 years compared with the rest of the country. We cannot afford to do things the way we used to do them. All right. We'll keep an eye as you guys march forward in Lansing. Andrew, thanks for taking the time. We'll talk in a couple of weeks, all right? Yep, thanks, Ken. Talk to you later. That is 35th District State Representative Andrew Fink, representing Branch and Hillsdale Counties and the city of Hudson now in his, his new district.